Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts, and today I have a two-parter for you, but we're going to start with part one, and next week you'll get part two, and uh, this is part one of my interview with the booklet guy, Amrat Deshmukh. I think I'm pronouncing his name. I could be completely destroying his, butchering his name, so enjoy. Okay, thank you for joining us today. I have with us the booklet guy, Amur Deshmuk. How are you doing, sir? Oh my God. Oh, uh, I'm enjoying every bit of my journey, make India read, because you know, when you work on your passion, work doesn't remain work, it becomes play. And yeah. who doesn't like to play the whole day, right? I don't have to wait for a Sunday to enjoy. I don't have to wait for a Monday to work. They all I, know. Are I, I, I think that's the biggest misconception people have is that something has to happen to them to be happy. Mm. And instead it's like, just be happy. Just exactly. be happy right now. Be happy with, you know, the way the, the world may perceive that as nothing, but you know, you need to be happy now before you're going to be happy with more. People yeah. think they're just getting more, but then they just continue to chase sunsets. Yeah, yeah, and it just it never, you know, it's it's a never-ending thing. It's like, you're never going to be happy that way. Just be happy now. And, yeah. and I love what you said. It's like, you know, you just, you know, it, 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 when you're doing what you love, you're happy. You know, you're just, you're, you're moving forward with the journey. The journey is, the journey is the happiness as opposed to the destination, which is what people always think is it's like, yeah, yeah. it's always a destination thing. So to put it in other words, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a very good, very good. So first question I have is I really like your Instagram. How did you, how, how did you start your Instagram? How did this come about? Well, now, uh, the focus is not uh, Instagram. In fact, that is one of the byproducts. Okay. Mm. I'm least bothered about my Instagram uh, page. It's all started uh, with my three failed startups. So I had three failed startups in a row. Mm. And because of that one failed relationship, <laughs> so three <laughs> failed startups on my LinkedIn profile. And because of that one failed relationship on my Facebook profile. And I went into chronic depression. So uh, I was in the stock market, you know, as a fund manager, you know, hedge fund managers, you call those as hedge fund managers. Mm. And uh, I usually born and brought up in a, in, a, uh, uh, in a city like Mumbai in India, where indirectly we are taught that there is nothing more important than money in life. Yeah. And so I got succumbed to that assumption and uh, landed into stock market because we hear that that's the easiest way to make quick money. And yeah. I actually started making a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Small car getting upgraded into a bigger car, yeah. uh, fat salary, expensive. So you fell vacation. into the trap of liabilities. <laughs> expensive, expensive vacations abroad, yeah. a smaller car, TV, getting into a bigger TV. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then I thought, uh, okay, I should start my own startup. I have enough savings now. But uh, all the three startups failed miserably which threw me into chronic depression, mm. chronic depression. And things became so bad one day that I decided that 
I will not see the rising sun the next morning. I decided to put an end to my life. Mm-hmm. And I still remember I was sitting in the same room. I was all alone at home. It was eight o'clock in the evening. It's eight o'clock right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I decided that, you know, I have to gather the things which are needed to hang myself and commit suicide. So I got up from the couch and walked three steps. One, two, three. And the lights went off. So this is quite common in India that the lights, you know, just went off. I mean, there, yeah. there must be some problem with the electricity board and there was no light currents. It was complete dark in my living room. So it was very difficult to figure out the things because we are not used to find such things. Because one yeah. doesn't kill himself every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, fine. Let me come back and sit on the same couch till the lights come back. And I sat down on the same couch and I remembered the golden words of my elder brother. So my elder brother is way elder to me by 12 years. It's a huge gap. So he's more of a fatherly figure and yeah. less of a fighter sibling. You know, yeah, never yeah. fought. <laughs> never fought. <laughs> and uh, I was never an avid reader since childhood. You know, Justin, I used to hate books. Still, till the fourth grade, I assumed for many years that Anonymous is the name of a famous poet. <laughs> that naive and anonymous I thought that, <laughs> that is he some famous guy because everywhere I can see I read his name anonymous so you can understand how naive a reader I was <laughs> uh, but then thanks to my elder yeah. brother he used to play a trick on my birthdays so uh, when my birthday used to approach in the first week of July he used to call my friends and their parents and strictly warn them that nobody will get toys and dresses and games as birthday gifts for Amrut. If at all you want to gift anything, gift only books. In short, Justin, I never enjoyed my birthdays. <laughs> so, <laughs> surrounded with books yeah. and no toys to play, I got introduced to Harry Potter, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Robin Hood, Snow White, Arabian Nights, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. yeah, and some Indian mythological stories. And I fell, fell in love with stories, not books, because as an innocent child, we all love fantasy and fiction and stories. So I don't think that was a turning point. The turning point came after my 10th uh, exams. So 10th is considered to be the end of the primary education in India. And I was just you know, hanging out with friends, playing around with free mind. My elder brother again came to me and said that, Amrut, now you're growing up. You should start reading non-fiction. And as an innocent child, I thought books means only stories. I asked him, what is non-fiction? I had no idea. Uh, and he said, the non-fiction books may not have stories in them, but you get to learn a lot from these books. And I said that, what was I doing for last 10 years of education in school? I was learning, right? You know, why, why the need to learn once again? I said, no, 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 no. These things are not taught in schools and colleges. I said, what? Why? And that was the shock of my life that some things are not taught in schools. <laughs> and that's not ultimate education. And yeah. he gifted me a book. My first self-help 
or non-fiction book of my life was Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I'm sure you must have heard about this book. And yes. you know what, yes, Justin? After reading that book, I went so mad on my parents, my teachers, that in my ten years of education, nobody even discussed about financial literacy or financial freedom, the concepts of passive income, active income. It is so important. Yeah. Then suddenly you say, declare that you have to be the breadwinner of the family for all these years. So don't you discuss about money matters? This is this is injustice. This is criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized the importance. I mean, it's, it's of, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's frustrating because you know you would think that that would be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Liabilities. You know what what the difference is. How to you know? But it's not. It's almost like school is just get back to work. Get back to work. Get back to work. Get back to work. You know, it's like they just keep us yeah. on this little track and wheel. Sorry, I interrupted you. I just wanted to interject that yeah, right yeah. there. But yes. And then I realized. Then came the monk who sold his Ferrari, uh, alchemist Paulo Coelho, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, a monk who sold his Ferrari, Robin Sharma. There was no looking back. And I realized that you know, the more I know, the more I come to know that there is a lot that I don't know. that's the truth you know you know that's when you actually know when you realize that you don't know <laughs> that's when you can really grow because you're able to you know go i don't know everything but there are other people that can learn from because when you adopt that mindset you can learn from other people instead of right. instead of going i have all the answers i know everything it's like no you can learn from anybody absolutely anybody i that that's what i found and if you can adopt that mindset from learning from anybody then you you're in a good place to continue to continue learning but anyways yes continue mm. so coming back to the day where i decided to end my life yeah. and there i was on the couch and i remembered the golden words of my elder brother the lights were there were no lights it was complete dark and he always used to say when i was a child that amrut whenever you are stuck up with a question what next in life read random read random he always used to say that don't fall in love with a particular category of books but i'll read only fiction or i'll read only books uh, business books or technical books which will help me make money we have yeah. to expose to all kinds of genres all kinds of authors yeah and then so i thought okay this could be the last book of my life i'm going to end my life so let's listen to my words of my elder brother and let's read the last book of my life before and until then if the lights come back i'm going to do the what i decided to do and there was a book lying on my left hand side so i just picked it up i did not even check the cover of the book switched on the flashlight of my mobile because it was dark and started reading so it was a mythological story from ancient uh, uh, indian mythology called geeta bhagavad geeta mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a religious book yes and krishna is the main protagonist of the, of the story and balram is his elder brother 
so both were going through a forest a deep forest and it it's, it gets dark so krishna seems to come up with a proposal for his elder brother and says that look it's getting dark it's a very dangerous risky area we are in a jungle so we both won't go to sleep at the same time one of us will be awake and keep a guard on us okay so i'll go to sleep you keep a guard do the patrolling once you get tired you wake him up i'll do my duty and you go to sleep so balram says okay and krishna goes to sleep balram is walking to and fro and a monster comes and yells at balram mm-hmm. balram gets scared and this gives confidence to the monster monster grows bigger in size and balram shrinks in size again he yells again the monster grows bigger and bigger and balram shrinks in size okay and at at such a point that balram is so scared he screams krishna and collapses and faints down on the ground his brother krishna mistook that my brother has called my name that it is now your duty and he thought that he is sleeping yeah. telling him that for the last time that now it's your duty indirectly and so krishna wakes up and starts walking this time the same monster looks at this new face and uses the same old trick and yells at krishna but this time krishna does something different without any fear he simply looks at the monster and says what do you want fearlessly and what happens you know this time the monster shrinks in size and krishna grows bigger this happens again and again okay yeah. and uh, the monster shrinks to such a tiny tiny nut size yeah <laughs> the krishna picks him up ties a knot to his dhoti an indian tra- traditional uh, attire mm-hmm. and goes to sleep the next morning both the bro- brothers uh, resume the journey and obviously balram recollects the nightmare and says you know what yesterday a huge monster must have almost killed me and then uh, krishna says wait 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 are you talking about him and <laughs> balram says yes but how come he is so small and the epic message the author wanted to give us is that face what you must face that monster was simply a metaphor of the problems and challenges of our life if we try to ignore them you no know, try to escape them those problems will become bigger than you and that problem will gain control over you but if you yeah. face what you must face you grow bigger than the problem and you gain control over it and it's a fascinating why yeah it's a face fascinating way that they explain that because it's true i mean that that goes for for anything you oh. know face your demons face your yes. fears yes yes and you will grow and you will grow in size as opposed to that the yes. monster is only has power because you're giving it power exactly you you can take the power back and it it just shows that you know our problems we create our own problems i That's i think it. is an, is another way is another way to look at it yeah so back to so back to so you're reading this so yeah and that bad ugly thought of self sabotage never came back in my mind a book saved my life 
that's the power that's the power of books that's the power of reading because i'm gonna get i'm gonna get emotional here because that, that, that's such a powerful story um books can can do that i don't know if any other medium can really do that because when you're reading it i i said that i say this on my podcast all the time it disarms you so by just you know i'm just going to casually read this book it slowly took you in and taught you a lesson and as you said saved your life and to me that shows the power of books and uh, a friend on would say it gives you a different perspective it gives you a different perspective on life and you were able, and you were able to see that so it, it, you know I, I'm, I'm sorry i just think that's that's such a fascinating story that you just told that you how yeah. you how you overcame that yeah yeah i still i'll still get goosebumps whenever i recollect that event yeah that if had i not read that book which came to my rescue probably we wouldn't have talking today <laughs> on the zoom call right and i i understood the power of reading habit okay i i realized i started talking to many friends in my neighborhood and realized that many of my friends bought the books but never bothered to read them and i understood that reading habit and books are not synonymous <laughs> they are two different things it's like <laughs> that 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 is something you will see people will buy books and have them sit on the shelf my father is like that i i was looking at it and i'm like oh, there are all these amazing books this this the, um the, you know the power of positive thinking this here and then i talked to him and like he's never read it anymore <laughs> like you know so that can become yeah you're you're right and you're hitting right into thing the reading habit of how do you make it how do you make it daily and i'm i'm curious what what are some of the things that you found that works to get people to to read every day exactly exactly or maybe not necessarily every day but read on some kind of a schedule yeah so once i understood that books and reading habit are not synonymous there's a difference between the two it's not about books it's about reading habit not just reading not just reading one book right it's about reading habit it's a continuous process and so i decided to to encourage my friends to read and not just give books for free or book summaries for free yeah it's like having dumbbells at home and lifting those dumbbells are two different things we all have dumbbells at home right how many of us go and take the effort of lifting them yeah. on a regular basis yeah uh luckily I got a call from my CA friend. So I'm a chartered accountant, uh, an equivalent CPA degree in America. And because I was mm-hmm. depressed in those days, not socializing, not participating in any of the festivals of India, he probably saw pity on me and called me that you know there is a there is a blockbuster movie going on in movie theaters called Bahubali. Have you heard about this movie called Bahubali? I'm pretty sure I've I've I've, I've yeah. heard yeah. something of it, but um, yeah, it it has broken all the records in Indian uh, cinema. Yeah. So uh, he said, uh, "Let's go and watch that movie." So we reached the movie theater 15 minutes before the show time. Mm-hmm. Probably we expected we overestimated the traffic jams of of our of Mumbai, and so what to do? How to kill time? 
we both were not interested in shopping and because of my mental state i was not yeah. interested in the other attractions of the mall you know <laughs> <laughs> bird watching <laughs> so um, i was so i was reading a book that week the seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey again a, a timeless epic okay will be relevant for next 1000 years come what may whether it is whether ai takes over this world that okay. book is perennial so i just casually happened to narrate him those seven habits naturally casually okay mm. with with some personal examples in 15 minutes i explained him all the seven habits because they were very fresh in my mm. mind he was so impressed by my narration he said abrut you are a fantastic explainer you have that skill you know the way you explained all those seven habits with your personal anecdotes i felt i visited the author and understood his his book without touching the book that powerful narration was so, uh, and you know what i have the guilt of not reading regularly but i know that because of your elder brother you read regularly so can you do one thing uh you must be taking some notes in your diary whenever you read a best selling book i know you read a lot of non fiction books uh can you send a picture of those notes or bullet points you know or the summary to me on whatsapp hmm. okay so that your reading habit can benefit me interesting that last line yeah did did you did you get me yeah yeah so the last line struck my mind so hard wow my reading habit can benefit my friend i am passionate about reading and while doing that if that can help my friend it's it's a perfect win win and win win yeah. is one of the seven habits <laughs> in the book right yeah and i have got so restless to work on this idea uh, the movie started and you know a blockbuster movie like bahubali i found it so boring because now i was in a altered state of mind yeah and a new ray of hope a new ray of hope the guy who was about to commit suicide couple of days ago has now found a hope you know, to yeah. work on this fourth startup <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, so uh, i lied to my friend in the interval that i want to pee and i escaped from the theater without informing him I went back home checked on the internet the whole night i did not sleep is anybody doing such things like summaries it was back in 2015 no short 20 minute summaries of these these great books which are not part of our school and college syllabus right the books yeah. which we mentioned right now nobody was doing it i decided to execute this idea you know within one week Uh, before the excitement fades away from our mind you know yeah. I, i read in one of the books uh, on uh, called 100 startup yeah? yeah the author says ideas are useless and i was like what what is he saying we say that idea can change the world he says no ideas don't change the world execution of ideas change the world thousands of ideas come to our mind on toilet seat every day <laughs> how many of us <laughs> work on those ideas 
once we are out of the toilet that's that's the icebreaker right and so i wanted to execute that idea within one week yeah, yeah. so you so you executed that idea yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, being a non it guy i was i'm a professional accountant a chartered accountant yeah. no doesn't know how to develop an app or a website how can i go ahead with this idea right then again yeah. the golden words of my elder brother what did he say whenever you are stuck up with the question what next read random read random and i again started reading random books books which were gathering dust on my bookshelf borrowed from my neighbors and most of them happened to be autobiographies and biographies of great world leaders mahatma gandhi martin luther king junior nelson mandela mother teresa dr apj abdul kalam and i realized why i failed in my three previous startups i found the answer it was not about that the ideas were not great or my marketing strategy went wrong or i did not work hard enough neither of these reasons it was the fundamental question that i asked myself whenever i was about to start a new venture it was the question was what's in it for me yeah. my money my progress my wealth my bank balance my profits instead my of what's in it for exactly others yeah. after reading these you no know, the world leaders the whole world is following them in that that dead years decades ago if if mahatma gandhi was alive today his twitter handle would have would have crashed because of excessive followers right yeah i mean it, it it's interesting as you mentioned you know the past i mean the only thing that really changes is, is the tools of communication yeah. communication is always the same but it's how we communicate see it's that we're not that different from Alexander the Great or from Napoleon Bonaparte you know in in the French Revolution you can see the similarities between the two mm. the only thing that's really changed is the communication tools you know right. unless right. ai comes and destroys yeah. us and then we're <laughs> and then and so we're out of the game after reading these biographies there was a paradigm shift in my mindset from what's in it for me to what can i give suddenly everything changed you know the word opportunity we look at it with such a narrow mindset opportunity means opportunity to make money business opportunity i think that's disgrace to humanity <laughs> there are so beautiful shades of the word of called opportunity opportunity to help a friend yeah opportunity to listen to a person who is in pain with lot of empathy is also an opportunity right opportunity to yeah. to tap into your unique skills and talents and make use of it for the benefit of others is an opportunity yeah. without expecting anything in return is an opportunity right and so with this changed mindset that okay and, I, and one one of the yeah go ahead Well, uh, one of the things I think that was happening also was you were going for the short-term gain instead of playing the long game, 
which yeah. you know is something like Warren Buffett has talked about is how you should be going for instead of going for the stock that you know is oh look this is the one to get right now look into it and go is this the stock i want to have for 10 years is this a company i want to invest are these people that I care about and that i can that we can help each other and i and i think that goes you know paramount to what you were talking about in how your first two startups were like i said these are ways for me to make money I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're not really serving the, th you know, thing. You know, whereas the third one, you're like, this is a mission statement, and um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of Vishin Lakiani's uh, book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Where he talks about that having a mission statement that is bigger than you, like what you have. Get people to read. Same thing with me. I want people to learn and, and read. And how, how do we how do we get rid of this this idea that, that reading is only for certain people? It's like, no, it's for everybody. And it yeah. doesn't have to be work. It, yeah. it this this is a way for us to communicate. Mm. It, it's our way to dive into somebody else's brain that mm. we don't that we would never be able to meet like an Alexander the Great, or, you know, as you said, Martin Luther King, somebody that's no longer with us, but you can actually get into their mindset. Mm. You know, sorry, I just had to jump right in there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you said it so nicely. You know, typically, uh, parents say, take a good job, take a good job. No parent says, take a job you love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that to my, I'll say that to people. I say, so what, what do you want to do? And they look at me like, you know, I, what do you mean? Like they've never heard that word. So no, no, seriously, what do you, what would you like to do? You know, and I'll, you know, paint the picture and be like, well, if you, you know, could control the universe, how would you, what would you want to do? You know? And then it's like, go with that. That's mm. what you need to be doing. Not what you think you, you should be doing. You, you bring, you know, yeah. Parents are like, yeah, get a good job. Go do this, go to college, go, go, go do this. And it's like, it's, uh, these are means to get, to get somewhere, but huh. they're not a, a mission statement. They're not, you know, they're not saying about what, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to give back? It's basically just, you know, how, how can I fit in? It's basically uh, what they're saying. What's what's my what's the way so that my son will not have the most failure? And I think that's the problem with a lot of parents is, you know, they're so protective of the children, you know, and of their kids. You know, they don't want them to go through pain. So it's like, okay, go go do this. This will be a good job. Go be a doctor. It's like, okay, that's great, but what if that's not what you're meant to be? What if that's not what you want to be? And what where where does where does the passion lie? And I think that's why your third startup started to work because it was where the passion is as opposed to the other ones where it was like, eh, this is the way for me to, you know, get a TV, get that. And it's like, those were all material things. Those can come with anything, but having the mission statement and then having those things that, that just adds to it as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, starting with how much, how much material wealth can I attain, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. So nice. So nice. Uh, that reminds me, a wonderful idea uh, from the book called The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. And uh, I just love the idea, the way he has presented it. So assume, Justin, that you have already achieved 
ten goals, ten dreams of your life. Hmm. It's the obvious natural outcome of you having achieved these goals. So you probably say happiness. You'll be happy, right? Hmm. Okay. He says there is a better answer to it. Okay. So let's try to dig deeper into this. What is the opposite of happiness? Sadness. Yeah, the opposite of happiness is sadness, right? He says no. Okay, the opposite of happiness is not sadness; it is boredom. Because happiness and sadness are two sides of the same coin. Where there is happiness, there has to be sadness in between. Only then you'll become again happy, right? <laughs> so they are not the opposite things; they are the two sides of the same coin. So if the opposite of happiness is boredom then a better appropriate synonym for happiness is excitement so when people say that you know find your passion work do what you love do what you are passionate about they are basically saying do what excites you so the right question to be asked is you, know, you should not ask what is my goal what do i want to achieve but ask yourself what is that that excites me what is that something where i lose track of time and my mother used to you know I, when i was a child she had to pull me out of all of that that activity come have lunch you know used to forget your thirst and hunger in the, and get into that flow state yeah. so we have to fantastic and i got such a clarity that what i have to what i have to do in life yeah, yeah. reading books for others is so exciting everybody reads for oneself but nobody yeah. reads for others and yeah. that was like yeah. a dopamine hit for me yeah and i decided that okay this time i'm not going to chase money it's not about myself it's about helping my friends to cultivate reading habit and the simplest way to execute that idea within one week without any it knowledge was to get started on whatsapp because i know that the whole of india is on whatsapp including my friends yeah, yeah. and so uh, the first the first book that i the first book that i summarized was acres of diamonds by russell conwell it's a very very old book mm -hmm. acres of diamonds by russell conwell and uh, one idea which which was so fascinating from that book it says constraint inspires creativity and i was like what constraint inspires creativity we typically think that you know for creativity and innovation we need lots of ideal resources and a laboratory setup and a mentor and then innovation happens right he says exactly the opposite <laughs> creative um, constraint is not an obstacle it is the mother of creativity for example for example Uh, i know you are you are a model and you have a fantastic physique so when the lockdown was declared initially and those bodybuilders and gym free guys went mad because we thought that the lockdown will last for a few days yeah. and then it happened for months right and then yeah. gradually because the gyms were closed they started thinking creatively and started making use of things which are already available at home Yeah. Started using, that was that was a benefit of the pandemic. Yeah. Yes, yes. They started using 
buckets of water as dumbbells and started doing pull-ups on the doors yeah. <laughs> right which they yeah. never thought of before because there was no constraint gyms were open for the first time gyms were closed so they were forced to think creatively yeah. that's exactly what the author is trying to say you know if you decide to take action within yeah um i wanted to add a little bit to that to that constraint um if you look at the film uh, solaris that was um that was made in like in russia in and periods of that where they had he had to make a science fiction film but he couldn't really have anything about the kgb so he had to walk around it you know he he had to um another example taxi driver uh you know they wouldn't they were trying to give him a rated x rating so what he did was he changed the color of the blood so that uh, so that they could get, get through so as you said constraint can breed can breed creativity innovation whereas um most think of that as like oh no i can't do it unless i can do it. it's like no 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 the constraint will happen and, and bringing it back mm. to you when you said that you know you knew the mission statement you wanted to start with how do i how do i give people this summer how do i write for them so that they can understand and develop a reading habit now i don't know anything about it or anything like that but the mission statements there and that will guide you to the to the next thing now we'll go back to yeah. where you were talking about <laughs> so uh, when i got the message of the author and uh, i understood that the, the phrase that constraint inspires creativity which he clearly meant that if you force your mind to take action within the limited resources which are already available to you then you soon realize that acres of diamonds are right there in your backyard and hence the name of the book acres of diamonds by russell conwell and so i thought okay what do i already have okay till now i was thinking that i what i don't have i don't have a it degree i don't have the software knowledge fine what do i already have and there's yeah. the change right there in that and that thought process ah, yes. instead of thinking about lack you started thinking about what do i have yes yeah you know and i as, thought as, as as we say you know move it thinking positively but but in this case it's more thinking innovatively which is shifting yeah. the negative into 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 a positive yeah. sorry just said it I thought that I have WhatsApp, and everybody is on WhatsApp, and at this time, I just have to give, and not expect anything in return because of my altered state of mind. Now it's about giving and not the selfish taking. And so I summarized the same book, Acres of Diamonds, made a nice twenty-minute summary of it in text, and shared it with ten of my close friends, including the guy. who gave me that idea in that theater movie theater and told them wow. that look the whole idea is that i have a strong belief you know my why of life is now my why my why is a strong belief that if i am not reading i am not changing and if i am not changing i am not growing and because of the strong belief i have this this burning desire to cultivate the habit of reading amongst the youth of my 
of my country and hence i am on a mission called make india read yeah and so i said that this book summary is just a stupid excuse to keep books relevant in your daily routine mm. okay, i never claim that my summaries are a substitute for books no sorry that will be an insult of the author i won't you know forgive myself for for doing that okay authors are god to me yeah mm. and so if you like the summary go ahead and read the book okay and you can also share that summary with your friends and be free to share my whatsapp number with them yeah. and you know what justin within one week i got 1000 requests from unknown people who were not my direct friends they were my friend of friends wow. it was it was going so fast so the yes. compound effect yes another another great book you know yeah. the compound <laughs> effect is happening here Yes. Where you've you've created something here, and now people are seeing are seeing that. Now I love what you said that you know, books the, the book summaries are not a substitute for the actual reading, which is something I've seen in this country, um, United States is that that seems to be what a lot of people are what they're trying to do now is make an app where like oh you don't have to read the book just read the read our summaries of I it. Mean, it's like no you need to still read it. but here's something that you know will add to it you know yeah, yeah. it's it's an if not books at least the summaries okay i mean i thought that i'm no i'm for the non readers who have yeah. the gate they know the power of reading habit but somehow reading never be- never becomes a top priority yeah. and unfortunately the most important things in life are never urgent reading exercise meditation family time yeah long term planning they are all you know deal give you delayed gratification they are not instagramable <laughs> well that about does it for part 1 i want to thank amrat deshmukh the booklet guy um you should check out his um his mission statement make india read um his app is fantastic uh his book the seven habits of highly effective readers i've read it it's a great book um yeah the booklet app you can get it on your iphone or android so yes enjoy um let me make sure that i am actually stating the correct term of how to pronounce his uh, book booklet guys reading habits the seven secrets of effective readers is actually the full title and uh, go check it out and i will see you next time on the d m f